Broadcasting to all of Azeroth, this is World of Warcast. I am Renata. And I am Starman. And this is episode 41. 41. Next episode will be the episode of Life, the Universe, and Everything. <laughs> That's true. And it's going to be a pretty long one, too. We already have episode 42 planned out because it's going to be big and long. And boy, that really doesn't sound right, does it? No, it sounds like it's going to be boring, but uh, no, it's not. It's actually a very interesting, uh, an interesting topic that we have lined up for next time. I'll just say what it is. It's going to be a bit, bit, bit. Hello, um, I'm tired. It's going to be about guild management, and that and is a huge, huge topic. I have so much to talk about guild management that when I sat down and started writing out what I had to do, it just turned into an episode of itself. So that's a little preview for episode forty-two, which you know we'll we'll be doing soon. I gotta you know just coalesce all my notes and everything, get them all together, and uh, we'll be doing that. A lot of good info, a lot of good stories. <laughs> well, I I was a uh, guild officer for a very very large EverQuest guild for about four years. Oh, you and, poor thing! <laughs> uh, almost my entire career at, in EverQuest was spent as basically the second in command of a very large guild right and um i was also an officer in the pod people for about five or six months before i just said you know i put myself through this for four years in everquest i'm just not going to put myself through this again so but i've certainly been through the school of hard knocks as far as guild management goes and you know you're dealing with people which doesn't change Based on what game you're on. Mm-hmm. I mean, guild management in World of Warcraft, guild management in EverQuest or Guild Wars mm-hmm. or wherever else you are, you're still dealing with people and you're still dealing with all the base issues. But oh, that's absolutely. for episode 42. 42. I, I, we, we hardly ever talk about what we're going to do in the next show because we sometimes don't know what we're going to do in the next show. So we, this time, we've, I, we've been talking about it for almost two weeks now. Mm-hmm. I don't know, off on, on AIM, and I said, you know, we, we really got to just do this as a show. And there are a lot of logistical things that I have to take care of also. So uh, that's it for next week. <laughs> so, but this week, we're going to, of course, do our usual, what did we do this week? And follow that, we're going to do the news. And we've got some various news about a hot fix and some patch notes and a couple of interesting articles. Mm-hmm. And after that, we're going to discuss um, an article that we found on GamePro.com called The Seven <laughs> Things That Suck About World of Warcraft. And we're going to do our own spin on his seven points about things that he thought were bad or broken about the game. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we have the mod of the cast. So, Which, by the way, is awesome this week. Yes, I was very, very pleased with this discovery. It's mm-hmm. made my life a lot easier. So anyway, with all that out of the way, what did you do this week? I did so much farming. <laughs> all right, here's the way I play my kid. At 70? Well, well, yeah, but, but what I do with my character is I set short-term and long-term goals. And I say, where do I want to be? Where you know what what will make my life easier, and one of the things that was making my life very difficult was my gear, which I upgraded over you know the last few weeks, my enchants and some other stuff that I could have gotten had my scryer's rep been exalted. So I spent days just farming scryer rep alone. 
And I know oh. I said, like, you know, I know said last week, that, you know, get a farming buddy. My farming buddy was just unavailable. So, and I couldn't get anybody. And you know how hard it is to, to ask somebody, so, uh, do you want to go to Manaforge Banar or whatever, Banana, banana and, and just <laughs> kill stuff over and over and over and over and over and over again? It, you, you just can't do it. You got to have the right kind of person to do that with. So, I did it alone. And you just, you know, crank up the tunes or a podcast or whatever should list i should i should list what i listened to while i was farming <laughs> i really no i I'll, I'll say this one of the things i listened to well there's a, a piece of paper in my desk at work i don't remember why i wrote it down but it said lust moored the place where the dark stars hang it was an album that it was something i read about i don't know six seven years ago and I finally downloaded it on iTunes. Let me tell you, it's it's heavy electronic new age spacey music, but it's so perfect for farming in Netherstorm. Hmm. So that was one of them. I'll, I'll make a list. The other thing that I wanted to make sure of that I got all my heroic keys, mm -hmm. which I did. I've uh, been getting my enchanting up. I only got it up. To, what is it? Three twenty seven. I'm no three twenty three twenty nine. I'm sorry. I'm desperately trying to get it higher because I'm trying to get to 360 to get my spell power output uh, higher. I need to get the plus 12 spell damage to rings. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, I have to get my uh, my enchanting up to 360, which is very, very difficult. If anybody is an enchanter, you know how difficult it can be to get that up. Yeah, well, so, my warlock is a 375 enchanter. Oh, and let I don't me like tell you anymore. <laughs> let me tell you... Uh, 340 on up was sheer hell. Mm-hmm. And I'm if, sure. if I hadn't had a lucky drop of the Savagery Enchant, which is oh. a which is a plus 70 to attack power to two-handed weapons enchant, which uh, mm -hmm. I, I think you can. I don't remember whether it's 350 or 360 that you can. That's how I got all of my last like eight or nine points was just doing Savagery Enchants for people. Um, well, without that, makes that sense. without that, I would not. I would probably still be languishing around like yeah. 367 or so because mm -hmm. it is just just getting the recipes to to get your uh, get your power up without spending tons on mats. I mean, I figured it out. Do you know how much do you want to care to guess how much the savagery enchant costs if you sold the mats? 120 gold. Wow. Just for the mats. Huh. Cuz it's uh four Large prismatic shards and uh, 40, forty arcane dust. Forty. Forty wow. four zero arcane dust. Hmm. Um, on Whisperwind, I mean your mileage may vary for for servers, but on Whisperwind, I, I, that would cost about one hundred and twenty gold as far as hmm. what you can get for selling the the mats. So I just uh, waited for anyone who said in trade channel that they were looking for someone to do a savagery enchant. I jumped on it. Because <laughs> that was that was how I got my points. So believe me, I nice. feel for you. Well, the other thing that I wanted to do was I I got the pattern for my spell strike pants. I don't know, maybe two weeks ago, and I've been languishing in trying to get all the mats for that. You need five uh, five primal mites, and you need ten spell cloth, yeah. maybe something else. I, it, it's terrible what you had to do. So. If you don't know, if you're a tail, if you're not a tailor, what happens is when you specialize in 
whatever it is that you have, be it frost, fire, or uh, mooncloth, you can make two of one kind because you're specialized in it, but then you can make only one of the other kind. Now, I'm specialized in, um, in shadow weave, which is frost and shadow. So whenever I make <clears throat> a shadow cloth, I can make two, but I can only make two every four days. It's a four-day cooldown. I can only make one spell cloth every four days because I'm not specialized in it. So that means, at most, I can make three of something. And I could make a fourth if I did the moon cloth, which I had, you know, my fault. I had completely forgotten about it until later on. So let's say there are four pieces of cloth that you can make. What I did was I just spammed the trade channel to trade one for another. I would say, all right, I've got my one spell cloth, but I've got two uh, shadow cloth, which I don't need because at this point, I'm not quite sure if I'm still going to stick with frost or go with fire. I'm, I'm a little iffy on that, but the point is I'm waiting for the 2.1 patch to make my, uh, my frost vest. So the point is, I traded a lot, and I, I traded one for one. So I would trade somebody my two shadow cloth for two spell cloth, and then that's how I got my ten pretty easily. Yeah, a lot of people I did that. Yeah, I did wind up having to pay for, I think, one or two in the end, because I just didn't want to wait three days. It, it was just ridiculous, and I had been farming so much that I, I had the extra money to do it. I had been farming fires and manas and everything i just had a couple left over and i just popped them on the ah they sold within i don't know an hour or two so then boom there's 50g well what do you do with the 50g you just go right back to the auction house and you buy the spell cloth <laughs> and in doing that i was able to make my spell strike pants and it sounds like a lot of work and it was because <laughs> you have to farm enough for five primal mites that's the hard part especially if you have to fight people for the area that you're working in and in my case on a pvp server it's just that much harder right because you've got that added excitement to the whole farming experience <laughs> you can call it that <laughs> there are times that i'll wake up early on a saturday morning and i'll have the entire elemental plateau to myself mm -hmm. for two hours and then a horde will come or an alliance will come and you know you have to share which is fine this is what you got to do, but then some numbnut horde will come over and just gank you. And I'm not the kind of person that leaves without a fight. I'll just gank him back. Mm -hmm. So I more or less fight for my territory. And I, I don't have people chase me away. So that was a lot of my week. The the rest of it we'll talk about with the guild management stuff next week. Well, I haven't really been as active in the game in the past couple of weeks because Kryler and I are house hunting. So this sucks up a great <laughs> deal of time. Anyone who's ever shopped mm -hmm. for a house knows that this can be a very consuming thing. But oh, sure. I, I, I did go into the game. I, I mean, I did play. We went into Karazhan. Um, we had our first one shot of, um, of Morose, which was great. Mm -hmm we're starting to really get that fight down well the maiden is still kicking our butts but we'll get her down <laughs> eventually too um like you i've been working on my heroic keys i've got five out of the six the last one i've got to do is the ones that require lower city rep because i, I just haven't done those as much mm -hmm. as i've done the the other ones um but i've got all the other 
um, heroic. <coughs> excuse me. But I've got all the other heroic keys. So, mm -hmm. and that's fun. We did heroic mechanar for the first time the other day, and we only got down capacitus. We didn't act. We didn't. We kind of ran out of time, and we didn't mm -hmm. go in and, and do the other ones. But that's uh, that's kind of fun. I like the fact that they haven't made the boss fights just harder. They haven't just beefed up their hit points and beefed up their resistances. The fights actually change. Mm -hmm. And there are some new tactics and new strategies that you need to do uh, with the different bosses. And I like that. I mean, if they just made them harder or given them more hit points, it, it wouldn't feel different. It would just feel... Now, we were disappointed that he just dropped this, this crappy blue that's on his regular loot table that mm -hmm. we had had dropped several times and, well, we just sharded it. But, um, in... <laughs> Somebody's groaning right now. Oh, you didn't. Oh. Well, we've had that thing drop, like, <laughs> four or five times. Everyone who's got one has... Who wants one has one. Mm -hmm. So, uh... But the... The nice thing is, is that in patch 2.1, which is coming up, and it may even be out by the time this, this, uh... This cast is out. The, um the bosses in heroics will will drop epics that's nice yeah. <laughs> it's nice to know you're working towards something thanks blizzard <laughs> yeah that would that would be uh, that would be real nice because it is very disappointing to go through and you, you get down the capacitus fight was hysterical because we had him down to like two percent i'm just above dead and the only other person alive is our priest <laughs> so I, before I drop, I, I throw fresh dots on the thing. I actually die. I throw my two instant cast dots, and I actually die while I'm casting uh, the the dot that I have that takes two seconds to cast. Well, I mm -hmm. died one second into it. And so our, our priest had Shadowward pain with him and was kiting him. While my <laughs> dots ran and her dots ran. He almost killed her, but she dropped dead just just before she would have died. It was and she was totally flat on a mana by this point. So that wow. was that was a fun fun fight. <laughs> you have screenshots fighting. of that? That would be awesome. No, I was actually I couldn't get any screenshots of it because I I kind of died behind this pillar, so I didn't really I oh, okay. couldn't really see anything. <clears throat> so, <laughs> but it was it was it was a great deal of fun. We had we had a great time. I just want to mention one thing real quick about all the stuff that I've been doing for my character. I just want to make a brief list as to what I have changed since then. I'm just going to keep this short. Headpiece, I got the enchant, 22 spell power and 14 spell hit rating. Frozen Shadow Weave Shoulders, I got the uh, the enchant because I'm exalted with Scryers now. I got the shoulder enchant, the big one. Mm -hmm. uh, 15 spell critical strike rating and plus 12 spell power. On the cloak, I have plus 20 spell penetration. Robe of Oblivion, I put 150 health on it rather than mana. But I'm doing okay with that. In On my gloves, I have tw plus 20 spell damage. On the pants, I have plus 25 spell damage and 15 stamina. I also threw in a plus 9 spell damage gem on there, which cost me quite a bit, but it was worth it. Other than that, I got the Squire's Blood Gem, and I also got Ziri's Gift, which you get from being revered with a Shatar. I also found... Now, 
I've been saving for my Epic Man. I don't remember if I mentioned this last time, but I wind up getting a Blade of Wizardry for 1400G because I decided that I really don't need an Epic Flying Mount now. And I've been saving all this money for one. It would have been great to have it, but I saw this Blade of Wizardry for a really good price relative on my server because there's one up there now for 3,000 gold. And I don't think it's going to sell. But the point is I put plus 40 spell damage on that puppy. And that thing, the, the reason why it costs so much is because it says equip increases spell damage and healing done by magical spells and effects by up to 150. Because it's a one-handed item, you can make an offhand, which, which complements that. However, it also says equip. Your harmful spells have a chance to increase your spell haste rating by 280 for six seconds. This thing procs like crazy. Oh, really? Yes, and it's just shortened my casting time tremendously. So you get that on top of clear casting, on top of arcane power, on top of Squire's blood gem, and you're just kicking butt for uh, six seconds is, can be a long time, especially in PvP. And then the other thing that I wound up getting was Manual of the Nethermancer. Now, all of this, the reason why I'm mentioning this is because my, my bonus damage used to be pathetic. It used to be something like 400 and change or something like that. Now it's up to 648. And my frost damage specifically is 862. The, this came into play specifically because I was doing Black Morass back when I was a wuss. And what happened was they would say, okay, you, mage, you're going to go and you're going to deal with the ads and Black Morass. And I just go, no, God, I suck. I suck at this. So I got talked into doing Black Morass, and I, I really didn't want to do it. I didn't want to get embarrassed, and I just I did it without flinching this time around. So what did you say your highest spell damage was? I think it was something like four thousand six hundred. No, no, I'm not, I'm not talking. I'm talking about your your spell. Oh, damage. oh, just re regular bonus damage is six forty eight, and my frost specifically is eight hundred and sixty two. Ah, well, you've beaten me slightly. My shadow damage is currently eight hundred and thirty. My, uh -huh. my but my normal damage is seven hundred and fifty three. Well, I'm gonna be getting that a little higher once I get. <laughs> <laughs> Once so I get my beat, enchanting up. You beat me in one, but not in the other. Well, last time we compared notes, you were kicking my butt pretty badly. <laughs> and my crit chance... Wait, I have to just do this here. Crit chance is 21.12. Well, I don't... Oh, 21.12. I really don't put much of anything into crit because uh, dots are my main method of doing damage and dots don't mm -hmm. crit. So... Uh, except if they've got some sort of burst damage effect at the beginning, which that can crit, but the dots themselves mm -hmm. do not. So, yeah. Um, anyway, um, we ready to go on to the news? Yes, I just wanted to get that in there. There was one other bit of news that I, I wanted to just mention and uh, before we get started with the things we announced, and that is an update on the Second Skin Project. Oh, those, that's right. Uh, those of you who listened to episode, was it 36? 36, I think. Uh, know that we are, uh, we're, we were filmed for a documentary that's being put together by Pure West Documentaries called Second Skin. It's about um, MMOs and about online gaming. Mm -hmm. And they recently put in their blog, which you can find at www.pwdocs.com slash secondskin. Um, that they have finished 
their version 2.0 of their 35 minute trailer which is going to be uh, peddled to various places including uh, A&E Indie, HBO, Showtime, the Sundance Channel, Discovery, A&E Television, and quote-unquote assorted others. So uh, good luck with that project guys and we will be reporting when uh, they've made their great sale. Which hopefully will be soon. Which hopefully will be soon, yes. People keep asking me about that. When's it going to be on? I said, I don't know. They're not done with it yet. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's, they're still doing some filming as far as I know. Yes. Um, so we don't have any idea when it's going to be out. It did generate a rather funny and puzzling one-star review on iTunes from a guy <laughs> who said he, he, listened, he listened to 30 seconds of our podcast and didn't see any movie. He thought that our podcast was a movie. I didn't realize that we were filmed for a movie. Yeah, so, you know, to to that listener, if he's still hanging on, but I would guess he isn't because he said he only listened to 30 seconds, the podcast is the podcast. It is not a movie. <laughs> yet. <laughs> not yet. That's that's true. But getting on to the other news. Um, first bit of news is there was a hot fix that was applied to alchemy. I somebody's got to people listening. If there's some secret Uber website that just lists all the exploits <laughs> in the game that seem to find their way into like a, a society before everybody else knows about it, please tell us what it is. We <laughs> won't tell anybody else. But why do we find these things so damn late? Well, I don't have an alchemist anymore, so I do. Um, well, basically, this was the exploit, and it is gone now, so I can, I can tell people about this. The exploit was, you get, mad, you get the mats for some potions, but you fill all your bags. So when you make the potion, it has nowhere to go because your bags are full. But you make the potions repeatedly, but it never uses the mats due to the bags being full. Why do you do this? Because before this hotfix was applied, you could still yield a chance to discover a new recipe. <laughs> so you could just keep doing this over and over and over, making, you know, you could be making, uh, you know, minor health potions. You can get, you know, people are giving away silver leaf and peace bloom by the, by the gajillions. But, I mean, it doesn't even consume any mats. You can just you know keep making your might making whatever potions it was and he'd still have a chance of discovering a recipe mm -hmm. but that was uh, hot fixed out how they did it was they have turned off the ability to make discoveries from alchemy until they can figure out how to get around this problem <laughs> that's one heck of a fix well we're just going to turn this feature off right <laughs> so uh for the time being you can't discover anything by making potions until they can figure out how to get around this particular loophole. Uh, but I'm sure that they'll figure something out. Mm -hmm. You've got something on 2.1 patch news. Yes. Um, one of the things that we wanted to make people aware of is the concept of a new type of quest that's coming out called a daily or a once a day quest. These are repeatable quests and turn-ins, but here's the catch can only do them once per day. <laughs> you can do up to 10 of these diff you can do up to 10 different one a day quests per day. Mhm. Mm but you can't do like one daily quest 10 times. It's got to be 10 different quests. Which in itself is not a big deal except 
they're converting some existing currently repeatable quests to daily quests. Mm -hmm. The reason that they're doing this, they say, is to, to address issues of players with limited time versus those who have hours to grind daily to try to level the playing field. <clears throat> which I can agree with to a point, except there's one specifically which I have a lot of problems with because I use this quest to get my Hellfire Peninsula uh, rep up. And this is the Hellfire Fortifications one. This is the one, this is the PvP quest that you need to capture the stadium overlooking Broken Hill. Imagine only being able to do that once a day. Right. I don't like this. I desperately needed this to get my rep up. And to have it only be able to be done once a day, I think, is a bad, bad move. The uh, the Horde has... The Hellfire Fortifications is the name of the quest on the Alliance side, but the, the Horde have a similar quest. I just don't remember what the name of it is offhand. But I'm assuming that that one will also be just a once-a-day quest. Mm -hmm. So be aware that this affects not only new quests, but you may find some of your, your favorite old repeatable quests being turned into these daily quests and before people start panicking uh let's just remember that there are a couple of changes to certain gear that blizzard said was only on the patch uh the test realm yes so that's why i'm not panicking over this just yet but if it does go live i would be upset not that i need uh, hellfire rep anymore but for those of the players that do i think it's a bad move I right. think this is a very good way of getting those banners that you can bring into Hellfire Ramparts that uh, boost your rep while you're in there. Mm -hmm. So I hope that Blizzard reconsiders that. Well, this was not... This thing about Hellfire Fortifications being changed, that was not in the patch notes. Mm -hmm. This was a blue response to a thread about daily quests. This, okay. was, this was a... Um, this was a, a blue develop. I don't know whether it's a developer or a, or a customer service representative making this one a specific example of a quest that is going to be changed when the patch goes live. So okay. this one, go ahead and panic about it because I, I think it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing is that the battleground match matching system, which we've talked about in past patches, is going to be implemented in this patch at least to a limited degree. Mm -hmm. They said that it's not going to be, it's going to be very forgiving in creating matchups to keep the queues low. Mm -hmm. Now, exactly what that's going to mean, I don't know. And there's a lot yeah. of questions that you have about it, like, does it. does it only look at the stuff you've got equipped and not stuff that's in your inventory? Uh, does it include things that are in your bank? Because you know, people yeah. have talked about how they would uh, put stuff in the bank and then you know, they queue up and then they'd run and get their stuff out of their good stuff out of the bank and requeue, mm -hmm. or or just not go into the go into the battleground until they re-equipped. So, you know, are they are there ways to do that? Now, those of you who aren't aren't familiar, who are, might be new listeners, the battleground matchmaking system is a system that allows the battleground to select teams of similar equipment quality and organizational level to battle one another. Mm -hmm. It's meant to keep the uber twinks away from, you know, the people who might be walking around in, you know, basic greens. Mm -hmm. And make it so that it's a somewhat fair contest. And, and, you know, anybody who's walked into a battlegrounds and 
gotten owned by someone you can't even touch mm. will appreciate will appreciate this uh, particular uh, feature. And the third thing about the patch notes that I wanted to mention was they are then this will affect anyone who's using um, mods like Spam Sentry, which was a mod of the cast a, a couple of uh, a couple of episodes ago. That they're going to be removing the functionality of creating a GM ticket within a mod. Mm -hmm. Now the reason why they're doing this is because so many people are sending spam messages out about buying gold that what was happening was spam century was auto creating all these gm tickets and i'm sure the gms were swamped they want to keep world of warcraft a clean game they don't want any of these outside influences but i suppose they had to turn it off because it just got to be too much well also spam century and, and other mods of its type have if a feature where you can batch these and instead of sending them as they come in mm -hmm. it'll it'll collect the information over a period of time and then send it all in the end of the day. Well, the problem is is with these guys there's kind of a li limited window of opportunity for GMs to be able to do anything about it. Right. So, you know, they may, you know, be in out and gone within an hour but the GM doesn't find out about it till six hours later when someone reports them mm -hmm. so they they have also said there is going to be a way of create there they are going to be creating blizzards gonna be creating it, its own spam reporting system mm -hmm. they haven't really put it onto the public test realms yet so there's no news on exactly how this works and it may be that some of the mods like spam Sentry will be able to call these out Mm -hmm. and and still have that functionality available indirectly but frankly i've changed to uh the stfu mod <laughs> stfu <laughs> which was the mod of the cast in episode 40 which just blocks all that stuff out so i don't have to look at it unfortunately it does nothing does nothing but the junk mail though have you been getting a lot of uh junk mail in your mailbox not lately like not the last two weeks but i used to get a lot i've been i still get a lot you know every day i've got two and three of those in my in my inboxes from various from mm. various people so i have you know i'm thinking to myself how many you know you always wonder with these spam mailing campaigns i mean they cost them 30 copper to send and how many how much revenue is this actually generating for them i just well if they it. say about spammers about email spammers is that you know they can send that a lot but you know if they make something like one percent back they're making a profit hmm. so who knows well another aspect that i thought about was how many people are going to be start are going to start thinking that these are legit because there are just so many of them mm-hmm a lot of people don't know that you know you sign up for a game like <coughs> this and buying gold is wrong. Right. Well, it's against it is against the uh, terms of service and mm -hmm. it's something that you can get your account banned for. Right. So, it's you know, it's a serious thing, but someone who's not familiar with MMOs and and new to new to everything isn't necessarily going to know that. Did you see the thread by the guy on the customer service boards who bought gold and didn't get all of it? And asked Blizzard where his gold was. Oh well, <laughs> that that. He says, I bought gold and only got like two shipments out of the three. Where's the third? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't see that one. But I actually, when I was when I was a uh, 
when I was a GM in EverQuest, I actually had someone um, petition me about the fact that they had bought gold from somewhere and they hadn't gotten it yet, and could I track it down for them? <laughs> what did you do? Ban them on the spot? Uh, I let them off with a warning. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I feel bad for the guy because this part, well, I say guy, it's probably some kid. And like I said, I think it's getting to the point now where people just talk about... You know what people do on, on Boulder Fist? They say, wanted to trade 70 mage for a hunter. Openly. Yeah. I don't understand that. I mean, Are people just that ignorant of the rules? I guess so. Mm-hmm. I guess these people are just, well, I'll just trade, you know, my warrior for honor. Because I don't feel like, tr- you know, playing my warrior anymore. And they just don't, they don't get it. They, and it happens all the time in general chat. Um, I think it happens in trade chat sometimes also, but yeah, people are just openly trading uh, accounts. Well, and I I don't understand. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to say you know like trade my seventy warlock for a seventy mage because frankly I would suck. I I have you know <laughs> the highest mage that I've got is in her mid forties, but I'm so rusty with her. I I I took her out a little while ago. And you know, I forgot I could blink. I forgot I could sheep. <laughs> I, you know, I, I was, I'd forgotten everything. Yeah. Or you know, let's let's even go one further. Um, trade it for a seventy rogue. I would be totally lost with that. Right. Because the highest oh, sure. rogue I've ever gotten was thirty. So, <laughs> I, I don't understand how people think they can just you know s- switch characters and and be successful at all. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't want a group with that guy. <laughs> I know one person in another guild he applied for a class lead and had openly stated that he had his uh, he had his character paraleveled. Now why in the world would you openly say to everybody, "Well, I had my character paraleveled and I'm going to apply for class lead." How in the why would anybody take this person seriously as a class lead? You haven't mm-hmm. even played the character from 1 to 69 or 68. I, how, I, I just don't understand how people are so open about doing things that are wrong. Well, I know that they do things that what a guild calls a class lead. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times it's it's for rating purposes or whatever. But mm-hmm. in mon- in many guilds, that person also serves as a mentor for people mm-hmm. who are leveling sure. up. So sure. you know, say I was the warlock class lead for the pod people i'm not we don't have class leads i'm just using this as an example so i'm not even saying that i would be the one most qualified to do it in in our guild right but i at least have run a um a warlock from 170 and actually i've run more than one warlock i ran five to level 20 before i settled on the one that i've got now mm-hmm. but uh it's uh you know, you have to have gone through all those experiences and know things like with any class, the, the spec that you level on is not necessarily the one you're going to be at the end. Oh, absolutely. And also, I mean, like with the Warlock, for example, there's even some argument for for kind of mid, mid-term respecking where you would start out as affliction and then when you get to 52 you respect demonology right. and then when you get up there maybe you do you know so a person who's been power level just isn't going to understand any of that 
No. And that's why when he said that he was going to apply for class lead, I just went, <laughs> no. You're not going to get it. <laughs> it's well, just, it's just let's... not happening. And I, I, whatever. Did I, he I'm say done. why he thought he would be a good class lead? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I am. He, he didn't tell me why, but, but it's like use your brain. You admit that you're <laughs> power leveled and, and then oh, whatever. Right. I don't know. All, all I'm saying is that I'm just glad I'm playing the game the right way. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I said, you know, it's just it's hard to step into a class that you just don't know how to play. I mean, I can even remember things like when I played EverQuest, I can remember this one time that um, that Kryler was playing his necromancer, uh -huh. and he had to go take a telephone call, but he was in a really unsafe spot. So he asked me to run his character out of this. I was so scared through the whole thing. I had no clue what to do with this character, <laughs> and I was I was just praying I wasn't going to get him killed. But <laughs> so it's not that easy to step into into a new class. But oh sure. <clears throat> So anyway, there was a kind of getting out of the 2.1 news. There were a couple of articles. One I just wanted to mention briefly because I thought it was kind of funny. It was it was in <laughs> IGN, and the headline reads: "LOTR, which is Lord of the Rings Online, unseats World of Warcraft." Did World of Warcraft have a seat in the first place? And and if so, well, let's let's be fair with this. And if so, what seat was that? Well, I think it's the King's Throne is, is mm -hmm. what they're talking about. Because, you know, right now, the World of Warcraft is the most popular MMO on the planet. Of course. There's and, no denying that. Which means it's the, it's, the, uh, it's the chicken against which everyone's going to measure. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's something that everyone in the gaming industry sort of wants. They want to see World of Warcraft fall to something. Mm-hmm. So, no matter how insignificant it might be. Exactly. So IGN uh, posted this article, and I'm going to read the exact quote that they based this, this uh, <laughs> byline on. Publisher Midway and developer Turbine have announced the game was the best-selling PC title in North America the week of April 22nd to 28th, the week of its release. Now, what's wrong with the sense? This is like when you're watching TV at home and it says, blah, 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 comedy is the number one comedy in America. Well, yeah, but it might also be mm, the only comedy, you know, apart from like, you know, Bob's comedy that's playing in three houses in Oklahoma or something. It's funny how they spin something to make it sound better than it is. I mean, if there are like 19 comedies out that week and then one was the number one, well, then all right, I could say that. If you know Superman comes out and says it's the number one movie in America, well, number one in terms of what? What's it up against? How impressive is that supposed to be? And smart people such as you and me just look at articles like this one that says Lord of the Rings unseats World of Warcraft. Well, did it have a seat in the first place? I mean, what was the number <laughs> one PC selling title last week? Right. Well, you. Ex it says you know it's the week of its release. Of course it's going to be a big seller on the week of its release. Most mm -hmm. people who are playing World of Warcraft the week of April 22nd to 28th already own it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now if they had released it the same week as Burning Crusade, 
and they said it was the highest selling PC title of that yeah. week. That would be saying something. But essentially, <laughs> this article is totally meaningless. Yeah, yeah, Lord of the Rings Online is getting a lot of good press. I mean, it seems to be a popular game. I played the beta. I wasn't that impressed with it. But I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I mean, I liked the movie. I liked the, I loved the books. I liked the movie. But I would not call myself a real hardcore Lord of the Rings fan. No. And for me... A lot of it was, gee whiz, I get to meet Aragorn, you know, that and that sort of factor just didn't mean anything to me. No. I'm not saying that it didn't have a great launch. It did. But to say it unseated World of Warcraft for outselling it on its release week, if it didn't outsell it on its release week, I would, I would find that very surprising, especially <laughs> since... There has been no new expansion for World of Warcraft since January. Well, let's just look at the header. The header says Lord of Lord of the Rings Online unseats World of Warcraft. That is so misleading mm -hmm. by itself because it makes it sound like all of a sudden Lord of the Rings has 10 million players. Which no. it doesn't. It's, it, all it says is that it sold more copies in one week. Well, let's see how it does in four weeks. Right. It's like movies. You know, they do strong in one week and then they drop off the next. So I, we're wasting too much time on this. <laughs> well, I, I just, you know, for comparison's sake, show us what the sales are like in four months. It's four months from the release yeah. of Burning Crusade. Show us the numbers for what it's selling for in four weeks or four, four months. Then I'll be impressed or not impressed as the case sure. may be. But because they used a misleading title for the article, it just really it, makes it, it, me feel like I don't even want to bother even looking at it. Yeah, well, I read the article, and it's it's basically advertising hype. I just thought it was kind of amusing because people are trying, people are really looking for what's the next big thing, what's the thing that's going to kill World of Warcraft. All right. And I, I've heard Lord of the Rings, I've heard Warhammer. I've Online. heard Warhammer, I've heard Conan, I've heard I've heard Huxley. You know what? Look. I'm not talking uh, as as a, f a fanboy of World of Warcraft cuz every anybody that knows me knows I'm pretty level-headed with certain things. We all love WoW. Why? Because it's simple in its execution. Mm -hmm. It's very, its artwork is very good. It's yes, very it clean. has its problems. It's very clean, and it does everything for for people like you and me that suffered through EverQuest. This <laughs> is seriously, this oh, is yeah. a, a refreshing change to the horrible, horrible, horrible grind that was EQ and EQ two when it first came out. Not now because EQ two is much, much, much better than it used to be. But um, I yeah. just think that. To unseat World of Warcraft would mean that something that's more popular than Diablo and Starcraft and Warcraft and and all those you know all the neat things that Blizzard has done in the past would have to come along and it's, I don't I don't see that happening I don't no. see something coming around and just going kick no it would take something tremendous to unseat this game again I'm not I don't want to sound like a fanboy I'm just I'm just looking at the facts right is that at, at, it's it's like with anything it's like with the playstation 2 
um, hardware came and tried to get rid of that. The Dreamcast tried to get rid of it. What happened? Dreamcast was dead like a year, a year and a half later. They tried and it didn't work. It, this just happens to be the 800-pound gorilla right now. And it could last for another 10 years if some developer doesn't get the right idea to do something better, to build a better mousetrap, as the saying goes, then WoW is going to be number one for quite a long time. Now, are these other companies happy with being number two? I'm, I guess that they are. If they're making money, if, if they're getting a good return on investment, I guess they're very, very happy. I'll, to this day, I'll tell everybody... If, if you're tired of WoW, try EQ2. It's a really, really good game. They mm -hmm. fixed a lot of the problems. I haven't tried Lord of the Rings myself, but eh, I just... I don't like... I don't like games based on popular films like Star Wars Galaxies I just despised. And Lord of the Rings just didn't appeal to me because the, the, the environment just didn't appeal to me at all. It's been done. It's been in a movie. I've seen it. I've read it when I was a kid. I just don't, I don't need to go back. I don't need to live right. in it. Well, you know, Blizzard may be reinventing the 800-pound gorilla themselves oh, because you know, recently... The, yeah, I forgot about that. You're right. Recently, there was a job posting at Blizzard for so looking for a lead... I think it was a lead developer mm -hmm. for a new MMO engine that they're planning to build. Now, whether this is going to be for uh, a major update to World of Warcraft or whether this is going to be a totally new MMO, I don't know. Now, I, mm -hmm. I think that Blizzard is relatively savvy because I read a lot of stuff from um, from Sony about EverQuest 2. And they said that one of their biggest mistakes with EverQuest was building a sequel. Yep. Rather than it was at number two at the end. Right. It was the number two at the end. Brent the said that on Virgin Worlds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I listened to that. And, and I, I happen to agree with that because I think that to this day, the EverQuest 1 engine is just lagging behind so much that if they had just taken the EQ2 engine, kept the landscape as close as possible to the original as best they could and just made it an upgrade to EverQuest 1, I think it would have done very, very well. If they make a World of Warcraft 2 where everybody has to start from scratch, I really think that would be a horrible mistake. Right. Because well, nobody's going to want to take their level 70s and just go, toss. Right. No. Well, to me, here is the proof that it, EverQuest 2 is trying to rebuild EverQuest 1. Mm -hmm. What are all of the new expansions? All of the new expansions lately have been reintroducing old EQ1 zones. Yeah. Like but they're Kelethin massive zones. And Butcher Block. They don't really look, a lot of them really don't look anything like the old ones. I think that's kind of a problem. I think that, I think you're right. If they'd made EverQuest 1, really jazzed it up, gotten rid of that tired old engine, Ugh. replaced it with something else. Um, I think a lot of a lot of people, perhaps even myself, would still be playing EverQuest. I logged into Vanguard recently, and Vanguard tried to do the same thing. They they tried to upgrade like the EQ1 graphics mm -hmm. in such a way, and it just didn't work. I, 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 I EverQuest two gets a lot of criticism for their player models that they look like mannequins, and I happen to agree with that. I think right. that I, I really think that Blizzard nailed it 
with the models, although I really wish that they had more customization. I think EverQuest 2 wins completely, hands down, in customization. Um, and I, I guess to an extent, I think Vanguard would also. No, I, Vanguard... Van, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking out loud here. But yeah, I, I would have to say Vanguard is number one. I'm sorry. I have to I have to take that back. Vanguard number one, EverQuest 2 number two. And I haven't tried any other MMOs, but WoW really needs to upgrade their uh, character special uh, their character models. Yeah, well WoW really needs two things in that regard. Number one, they need a lot more choices as far as, mm -hmm. you know I'm not saying, you know, it's with some of these, like with, with EverQuest two models, I mean you can change the tilt of the eyebrows. That's how detailed it is. Mm -hmm. But I, I I don't need to change the tilt of the eyebrows. But being able to change the eye color or mm -hmm. having more hairstyles to choose from. Mm -hmm. You've only got, like, you know, orc females have, like, six hairstyles. Yeah. And or change your look. Or change your look. They need that, and they need the equivalent. The EQ2 has beauty salon mm -hmm. where you can go and you can change your hairstyle or you can change, you know, you can change any of these things. Even for a small fee, that would be great. You know, go in for your plastic surgery. <laughs> um but I, you know, I think that would really spiff things up because I, I really agree that this, the character models in World of Warcraft, they look much better. They, you know, despite all the things people talk about about the hunched over uh, horde, especially the way some of them run hunched over. Believe me, the way that the characters run in EverQuest Two, and the way that they run in Lord of the Rings Online, is just fruity. <laughs> I mean, there's really just no other way to put it. It's just Have fruity. you ever seen a wood elf dance in EverQuest 2? It's ridiculous. Guys, Sony, please, please, please upgrade your models. Well, now, I haven't seen... Maybe they've changed it since I played in beta. No. But in Lord of the Rings oh, Online, the, um, the... The only thing I could say is that my, my character ran like a girl. She kind of <laughs> did this little little prancy run and when she danced she didn't look like she danced she was she looked like she was having a fit so <laughs> i you know i i really just have to say that you know world of warcraft's graphics are, are really difficult to beat in that regard and the fact that they run on most people's computers reasonably well mm -hmm. is also a big plus yeah but um so you know i'm kind of hoping that this this announcement about the mmo engine is looking ahead a couple of years to really improving World of Warcraft and keeping it a viable competitive game. Mm -hmm. and, and I really hope that they do. I, I, there are some things that I think could need improvement. I'm, I'm sitting here in the Stormwind auction house right now and I noticed things like wheels are not quite circular and some they do it, I have to say, Blizzard does an exceptional job making 2D models look 3D with the way that they do the artwork and the shadows and, and the depth and, and just the little details. Mm -hmm. But they, they could probably improve things a little better. Right. I, I, like, here, I'll, I'll get out of here and I'll, just, I'll just, just move out of here for a second. And I'll just tilt my camera up and look at Stormwind. And they just do an absolutely amazing job with just making Stormwind look like like something out of Disneyland. Mm 
And, you know, it's funny because I sort of had this idea in my head for like two or three months, like, wow, wouldn't it be great if Stormwind was like a theme park? And, <laughs> and then and then, and then they mentioned it on the instance. It's it's almost as if like they tapped in my brain and sort of, because I, ne- I never had an opportunity to sort oh, of say. Oh, that's scary. So, no, 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 no. It's like, you know, well, you can't, you can't do the podcast and say, so Renata, um, hmm, you know, I had this thought that Stormwind could be a great theme park you know it's just one of those topics that just never come up in conversation which right. is why i never actually said it but i thought it was funny that i, th- I thought well, why you know th- would somebody or universal or somebody just you know create a theme park out of stormwind or teldrassil or or well not so much orgrimmar because orgrimmar is ugly and it smells but <laughs> <laughs> i'm it gonna get hate mail ugly. <laughs> it is not ugly i like orgrimmar i don't no don't go there then i won't <laughs> But uh, could you imagine like running through a real life Iron Forge? That would be well, well without the little like With, twelve uh, foot drop in the middle. Say, get rid of the ditch. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway. Um, anyway. So that was the this is that was quite a quite a diversion off. That was the a tangent. Origin. That was quite a tangent. But anyway, the other article that we wanted to talk about to give the flip side of you know. So would we prove we're not complete, uh, as you put it, fanboys, or fangirl mm-hmm. in my case. Um, there was an article that was published in Game Pro that was written by Miguel Lopez. Uh, part of a series they're calling This Persistent Life, and it was seven things that suck about World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. So we're going to just go over the seven things that he identified. and briefly. give our, Briefly, and give our own take on them. His first complaint was talent respects are too expensive. Totally agree. You can't experiment. I, I think it's terrible that at some point you have to pay 50G to respec. I was talking to Alachi the other day. I said, how much do you have to respect now? And she goes, 50G. And I'm thinking to myself, 50G, just to just if you make a mistake. It's like, here's, the, here's one big problem I have with talent respects is that if you make a mistake, there's no accept button. If if you accidentally click on the wrong thing, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. If you click on something one too many times, you're screwed. You can't just sit there like you can on the website and go and then click an accept button. This respects need an accept button. Blizzard, please, 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 please put in. I have not yet made the mistake, but I can see that people could. I've done it. Even have when you? I've had it totally planned out, I mm-hmm. always, what I do whenever I respec is I always plan it out, print it out, and then mm-hmm. follow my thing, and I've still clicked the wrong thing before. Yeah, absolutely, it needs an accept button. You need to be able to right-click on something and take a point away. I right. believe that the reason why they do it that way, I can see it as, as a software engineer, I can see how they're doing it. Because originally what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to put in one point at a time as you progress through the game from level 10 up. Mm-hmm. When you start getting your talents. But when you start respecting at 60 back then and 70 now, uh, you, you really have to change the way that this is done. So... And plus, you can't experiment. You can't experiment with a 50G respec. If you tried respecting two or three times and say, well, I want to tweak it a little bit, you, you just don't have that opportunity. 50G, even with Burning Crusade, 50G can conceivably be a lot of money to some people that don't know how to farm or or something like that. Not everybody knows how to make 50G. Yeah, you can do two quests that give you 25G, but what if you run? you can run out of quests? I know you people can just who run, have. 
And so, oh yeah, then you got to farm. What are you going to do? Farm, you know, 20 motes of fire just so you can make two primals so you can respec your character? That's ridiculous. So I totally agree with that point. I'm well, done. I <laughs> sort of agree with, and I'll explain why I sort of agree. I see their point about what, the other point why they do it. They don't want the case of a person specs for questing and then they respec to go into battlegrounds and then they come back out and then they respec back to, PV to PVE. That's well, what they're trying to avoid. Now in this article the guy said you should have be able to have two different specs and be able to flip back and forth between them. I don't know if I as I agree with that. He was basing no, this on Guild Wars where apparently you can you can have a lot more freedom with the respecs. Mm -hmm. But I I agree to the point that 50G is a lot of money and it doesn't encourage any sort of experimentation. And mm -hmm. I think that experimentation is good for the game. I think it should be a ceiling of 20G. Sure. I, I, I can see think, 20. I don't think 20G is too much, but I no. think that that's enough. You don't have yeah. to just suck people's money out for this. Mm -hmm. I've made mistakes. I've, I have gone with something that I was recommended to me by lots of other people and found it didn't work for me. Or... You know, little things like you discover something doesn't work exactly the way you thought it did. Or, you know, they change something in the... The other big one is they change something in a patch for a class. Right. Not enough to give you a free respec. Oh, But yeah. something that... Yeah. Um, that makes you want to change. That, that makes you want to change. For example, there's a, there's a thing at the bottom of the... Um, of the demonology tree in, in world of, in for warlocks I don't remember the name of it exactly it's one up it's it's for the 35 to 40 point spread it used to give you straight plus damage mm -hmm. and then they changed it to just upping your crit chance mm -hmm. well crit chance doesn't mean that much to, to me as a warlock I, I'm not a destruction warlock I'm a demonology warlock and I mostly do dots which can't right. crit Right. So, I had to get rid of those, that, and get those five points that I could put into something useful. I had to spend 50G to respect, because I had just respect <laughs> not too long before. So, yes, I agree with this to a point. I don't think they should be free. That would be no. bad. No. No. And I don't think bad. they should be like token, like one or five gold or something like that. But I think 20G is enough to discourage people from flip flopping too much. Mm -hmm. but still not breaking people for, for experimenting. Yeah. Look, they took out the ridiculous 100G for an extra bank slot, so maybe they can pull back on this. No, I mean, poor Alachia, she she changes specs like she changes her socks every day. <laughs> and the poor girl's got to... No, really, I mean, I mean she's got to pay 50G every time she wants to respec. And, and yeah. I, I feel bad for her, but, you know, and for me, like, I want to experiment fire. I've been tempted to experiment fire. I know that if I do, it's going to cost, it's it's my second to last respec before I hit 50. I have the money. It's not a question of having the money for me. It's the principle of having to drop 50 G just to test fire. It's right. ridiculous. I, I don't like it because it's going to take me several hours just to make that 50 G back. Just okay. to say, oh, I don't like it. Well, number two is... Yeah, we're done with that. Gear shouldn't be a factor in PvP. Wrong. I agree, wrong. I, I, I don't <laughs> see this one at all. His I, argument, again, is based on Guild Wars, I think. Well, 
Yeah. Look, look. I'm just gonna say this briefly. You're on a team in PvP. If you're doing Alterac Valley, Arathi Basin, whatever it is that you're doing, you're with a team, and you're, and sometimes you're gonna be with your team, and sometimes you're gonna be without your team. And for, for me, as a squishy, I need my stamina gear. End of story. Right. So that's that. Item rack. Item rack. Get it. Love it. Use it. Yep. Um. Three. Classes need a PvP rebalance. Wrong. I I agree here too. I I mean I agree with you, not with him. Mm-hmm. Um, his point is, some specs are better for PvP than others, and they should all be equally good at PvP. And how impossible that would be. I I agree. I think this this is this is really too much to ask that. A, that's why they give us specs so we can choose our strengths mm-hmm. and with strengths come weaknesses you can't be good at everything if, if every character was good at everything for one thing you'd only need one character class because one character could do it all you know it's um, I, mean, I, th- I think what this guy says is that he wants everything to be even but the problem with that is that you have 8.5 million players and they all have their different ways of playing right. so I, look what happens is these poor developers of Blizzard, they probably have whiteboards galore with all these different notes and everything about how different classes should be. And then all of a sudden somebody comes around and says, oh, I've got a better way or I've disproved what you think and, and something. And then they have to go back to the drawing board. But you know what? The, the, the people at Blizzard have more important things to worry about than, than balancing PvP, um, except nerf warlocks. <laughs> All right. Number four, attunement requirements should be less stringent. Uh, he did mention in the article that people that used to play EQ just look at that and go, <laughs> that's nothing. And you know what? That's true. But when I first looked at this, I, th- I think when we were doing Sam's podcast, which never got released, by the way. No, it didn't. Um, I, I remember first looking at that chart going, holy mama, we're never going to be able to do that. But now that I've actually been in Burning Crusade and living it and doing it, it's not that bad. No, the, the chart is very scary. But once you start yes. going through the chart, it really isn't that bad. And I think it's just a matter of when you when you try to break it down visually like that, it comes off as being a lot more complicated than it is. Yeah. Yeah, true. I, I guess I'm a little jaded because, frankly, the attunements in World of Warcraft ain't nothing compared to what they were in EQ. Plain EQ. O-Time. Oh, God. That Which I was... never finished. I never, I've never. i I've always been meant, meaning to go back and do my POT attunement. No, just, I never Just because I'm a completist. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, never did my, I did, never did Plane of Time. I only ever got to the Plane of Fire. I didn't oh, okay. Need, I didn't even get through all the elemental realms, but uh, well, at I least partially say, agree yeah. with what he's saying. Uh, maybe to to people that aren't you know used to this sort of attunement, but like I said, you know, you're going through it. It's it's been okay. Getting my heroic keys have not been difficult at all. You, you get a good group of people and you just run with it and you enjoy it, and then you blink and it's over. Well, so, frankly, we'll, we'll take Karazhan. Getting the Karazhan key. I know that's mm-hmm. not really an attunement as such. It's 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 getting a key. Yeah. But frankly, I find far more people are able to go through it and get the Karazhan key than are actually able to get a viable group to go into Karazhan. Yeah. So they've got this key and nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, I think that's actually a bigger problem 
there are some issues with with Karazhan, which I think is a topic of another discussion. Because mm-hmm. um, I think the Karazhan is having a much more widespread effect on groups and guilds and oh, it's such. it's it definitely is. It's been mentioned before on other podcasts, and yeah, it's definitely been a problem. It's so. It, it's not the issue. attunement in this case that's causing the problem. So, but I think no. you know, if, as I said, if you look at that Mount Hyjal chart, your eyes can just glaze over. Mm-hmm. But once you start crossing things off, it's really not so bad. Yeah. Number five, the spam needs to stop. Absolutely. But what can you do about it? Yeah, that uh, that falls into the true but trivial thing. I mean, how I'm not sure how you can stop it because you know, spam's coming. We're, we're, I mean, we're using some things like STFU and Spam Sentry to get rid of the tells, but you still get the mail. Yeah. And another tactic that I've seen is most of those um, Spam Stopper programs don't block out say. So people are standing on mailboxes in Orgrimmar and Stormwind or whatever and, and spamming it in say. Mm-hmm. So the... Whatever you do, the spammers will find a way. I mean, when's the last time you, in your regular email box you got no spam? It there actually are periods of time when I don't get spam. It's almost as if somebody got caught or bored, right? Or realized they're not making money. But mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, yeah, you're right. It's it's been quite a while. And you know what, guys? I just I don't need Viagra, so stop <laughs> sending me that. Yep. Okay, well, moving on. From moving on. Guild housing. We need Blizzard, guild housing. Please do this. Mm-hmm. For the love of Aloon or Tumair, yes. whatever MMO you're playing, please. D- I know they're working on it. I know they're working on something, but oh, God almighty, this, this should guild, have been done. Throw guild a couple housing. of. Guild like, Bank. Guild, ed- anything. Just throw a couple of, like, junior programmers in a room and just have them do something even if it stinks just something <laughs> a little instance you know just a little instance thing with a box and some chairs i don't care but put a guild bank in there please um and last but not least number seven too many dead servers i don't have anything really to say about this because i just haven't experienced it myself well, I do know that they're having a lot of problems with some of the oldest servers where they did early move-offs and a lot of people moved off mm-hmm. that are are pretty deserted. But to be absolutely honest, I kind of like empty servers. They're a refreshing change from Whisperwind. <laughs> well, the problem that I could see is like on Boulderfist, we're having trouble finding certain people for certain pickup groups. Mm-hmm. And if the population is low you have a much lower chance of finding those particular classes so it's 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 a compromise i see your point but at the same time you know we we tried doing black morass yesterday and we couldn't get a tank for you know stupid black morass mm-hmm. so uh, i'm indifferent towards that one. Oh, look i just got spam it's in Japanese. I can't even read this. Like, who in the world sends me? I mean, I can read a little bit of Japanese, but not. not so that was his list of seven things that suck about World of Warcraft, and I have to say, I agreed with a few things, but a lot of it, I I have a totally different perspective on. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Anyway, uh, I do have a mod of the cast this week. This is a recent discovery, and it's huge as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. It is called Rating Buster. That's rating, not rating, R-A-T-I-N-G. And what it does is it adds to the tooltip for any of the items that you have on you or in the bank or even in the auction house that lists a summary of exactly what the stats for this item are, are really going to do. For mm -hmm. example, one of the things that they had on there was a circle of applied force, which is a ring that gives plus 12 strength, plus 22 agility, and plus mm -hmm. 9 stamina. But what does this really give you? Well, the stat summary shows that at level 60, this will give you 94.5 health, 26.4 attack power, 1.1% chance to crit, 44 armor, 0.5 block value, and a plus 93% dodge. This turns those numbers into something where you can actually make real comparisons yep. between items, and you don't have to do all the math yourself. I've needed something like this for a while. I did too. I had four rings that were very, very close in stats, but I couldn't really decide which two were better because, you know, it was a case of one, this one has a little more int, but this one has a little more stamina, mm -hmm. this one has resilience, this one, this one has a little more crit, this one has a little bit more damage, you know, and how do you compare those things? Right. Well, I, I loaded uh, Rating Buster and was able to look at it and was easily able to tell which were the two best rings okay. based on the stat summary. And I found out that one of the rings I was wearing was actually the worst out of the four. So this made an immediate improvement in my life, and I'm going to continue to use that because it, it really does demystify the numbers on any item. I have something that I want to mention, and I just found that I was going to do this myself, and I actually started writing it, but I just do not have the time to sit around. I've got so much in my life going on right now that I just don't have time to write a mod. If there's anybody out there that can either tell me of a mod or can write a mod, I have an idea. List everything that's possible for a particular profession and whether or not you have learned it already. So basically, it's it's as if I'm a tailor. What am I missing out of tailoring? Mm, like, I see what you're it's, saying. Like the, the database would have to be written by hand. It, it would just have to be. Right. But What recipes the end, am I missing? What am I missing? What do I have to go out and get? Because I did find, oh, I forgot the name of it. I have it at work. But I found a, uh, I found a mod that actually lists in a text window that you can copy and paste outside of the game everything that you've learned for, let's say, tailoring. Mm -hmm. And I found that I have 196 or 197 tailoring recipes. Well, which ones am I missing? That's what I would like to know. And so... If there's a mod out there, I know there are things that will tell you, uh, like this is what your alt has, and this is what your alt is missing. But I want to, I want a database of of all the professions and say this is this is what you're missing. And whoever writes it, or maybe they make an open source or something like that, where people can contribute to it. And and even I would probably even try doing this too. I would contribute to it. So people would have to contribute to the database. They'd have yeah. to go on Thoughtbot or Wowhead or something and just make everything by hand, which is probably the hardest part but if there's yeah. something out there just let us know but that would let be great <laughs> because i don't know you know i i would love to know what enchanting recipes i'm missing for example uh, I oh, think same that with would me 
I'm not aware of that one. I know the other mod you were talking about. I think it's called a recipe, um, recipe tracker, or recipe radar. I don't remember which one it is. That um, if you look at a recipe, it'll tell you who knows it and who can learn it among all. That the might girls. be it. Um, but that's that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about scan me and tell me what recipes I'm missing. Mm-hmm. And that so that would be a very cool mod. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for this week. Yep. If you want to get a hold of us, my email is starman at worldofwarcast.com. Renata's is Renata1T at worldofwarcast.com. <laughs> Our website, of course, is www.worldofwarcast.com. If you would like to visit our iTunes section and leave us a review, that would be great. We're up to 237 reviews as of this Ooh. afternoon. I and, must go uh, look at them. We really appreciate all the feedback, and uh, we do read them, even the, the ones we can't quite understand, like 30 seconds You're not a and movie. no movie. <laughs> we know we're not a movie. <laughs> That's the only one I've ever made fun of, because I just couldn't quite understand it's it. It's just too funny. It was just too funny. Anyway, our Skype address is world of warcast all one word uh, please leave us some voicemail we'll be uh, happy to uh, return any uh, any questions that you might have through the pms or through email yep. so that's it for this time like i said episode 42 is going to be about guilds lots and lots and lots of stuff about guilds so be on the lookout for that so we'll see you next time bye